Welcome to the English Styles Podcast with Stas and Miles. the English Styles podcast with Stoss and Miles. We're on our 13th episode and uh, I'm in Eugene again. Uh, so I decided to have Iris on the podcast again. Hey Iris, how you doing? Hi Miles and Stoss. Hey Stoss. Hi. Yeah, hello. So uh, this weekend I came down because uh, my dad's leaving to go to Mexico and we had a little going away party for him. And uh, I also came down a couple of days early so I could go to the lake with Iris and mom. And uh, so we did that. It was pretty awesome. Uh, we went to, what was the place called? Oh, Green, no, <laughs> Blue River Reservoir, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And uh, apparently they had drained the reservoir recently, so it was very, very low. And the access to the boat ramp was uh, closed, so we had to haul our uh, kayaks down about a half a mile to get to the dock. And uh, we went in there, and it was pretty cool. We uh, Well, half a mile is like a kilometer, basically, so let's just say that. And then I think it was like six kilometers that we ended up kayaking from one end of the reservoir to the other. We almost kayaked all the way to the river, which of course uh, we wouldn't uh, have a good time with because of the current, but we got all the way there. It was pretty cool. Did you have fun doing that, Iris? Oh, it was great. We had a really fun time. It, it ended up being, you know, about 30 degrees Celsius. Uh, so it was really warm. We were in bathing suits, October 1st. It was, it was quite pleasant, I gotta say. Nice. What did you do this weekend, Stas? Oh, nothing much. It's uh, raining weather here in Ukraine. Uh, all week, I think, they're predicted to to be rains. Um, raining weather. So you had some indoor and time? I did nothing, just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. indoor time. I drink tea, I drink a lot of tea. Um, I read books um, that I want to finish. What kind of tea do you like? And... Uh, just an average tea from Ukraine <laughs> with a with a slice of lemon. Yeah, yeah. What do, do you know? And, what's in that uh, tea though? Like what kind of like uh, herbs? Just black tea. Oh, okay. I don't know. Black yeah. tea. Black tea. We we mm-hmm. like our black tea too. That's all. Uh, we make we have kombucha sometimes, which is uh, made from black tea, and then we also like uh, like chai tea, which I think isn't that also made from black tea usually. Oh, yeah, definitely. We do. Yeah, we love black tea over here, too. But I, I just think it's so fascinating. I, I wish we could do a whole episode on tea. <laughs> well, let's do it. All right, guys, let's do the tea episode anyway. So there's no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so that was our weekend. And uh, so this week, I think our plan is going to be to answer some questions that came in. And then we're going to read an article from the New York Times uh, I thought it was kind of a cute little piece about uh, going on a river to relax when it's really hot out in Texas, uh, the state of Texas. 
and uh, I feel like that's an you know it's kind of an interesting thing to read and uh, some good vocabulary in there. So uh, let's get started on questions here, and then when we're done with those, we'll uh, move on to reading that article. So uh, let me find my little chat here. So our first question uh, from Olga is, would you like to do something extreme? If yes, what would it be? Uh, and I'll start. Uh, so I... I think the most, I think I am doing something kind of extreme. I would say the most, it's not, you know, it's not like jumping out of an airplane or something, but, uh, you know, when I go to the coast and I hunt for rocks, I definitely am uh, climbing up on some, uh, cliffs and just kind of, you know, trying to get around and find some areas that people haven't, you know, looked at so much. And sometimes that, uh, requires doing some balancing on rocks and, you know, jumping around and, staying out of the waves and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's about as extreme as I get, but, uh, what about you guys? Sauce, why don't you go first? Oh, Paris, what about you? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll answer. Um, well, we did talk last week about the surfing thing. So that's kind of my extreme thing that I don't have any wishes to do anything more extreme. I've done, you know, bun no, not bungee jumping, but skydiving and you know, I've done a couple things already that uh, that was enough for me, <laughs> but I do really love the surfing piece and sometimes it can get quite extreme, but um, I, I, I prefer it not to be extreme. I would mention that I like to more mild surf, but one <laughs> thing that I do think would be kind of fun mm -hmm. is eventually um, because my husband likes more and his friends all like more uh, intense surfing, you know, bigger waves. I don't really love that because I, honestly, I'm really actually afraid of my board getting broken. Like I, I'm very confident in the water, mm. but I don't want to, you know, almost 500 to a thousand dollar board getting broken. So I actually would love to learn um, again how to do bodyboarding so that I can um, get under the wave way easier or throw my board back and then uh, when I you go on the wave, it's also easier because instead of also risking um, going on the wave and then accidentally, uh, splitting your board in half if it's too big and then you go down the falls too fast. I was thinking it would be really fun to get on the, I've seen a lot of like older people and, and younger people as well on the body boards when it's big like that. And I thought, you know, that, that seems like more fun. I'd have just way more enjoyment being on a body board you, where you're in the wave instead of trying to get up on the wave. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. How about you, Stas? What would you like to do? Oh, I was Google searching. <laughs> I was Google searching what a body board is because I didn't know it. Yeah, now I know. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about extreme uh, kind of sport or something, it's uh, probably jumping from a plane with yeah. a parachute, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a but fun But nowadays, one. I think if, if the things like... Uh, will improve i mean in my country i will do that with a national oh, flag wow. yes. <laughs> that sounds cool yeah that's it one time iris and i were hiking and we saw this group of guys take a kayak over a waterfall uh in spring when it was you know kind of full and uh they were telling us about their strategy with it and how they you know were going over in spring because the water is extra aerated with the extra Water going over the falls, aerated means like the water is lighter and hits you less hard. So, 
you know, it was like a special time to do it, but we were all kind of freaked out because it's, you know, crazy. <laughs> it was like a huge waterfall. Well, and they wanted us to take responsibility <laughs> for telling them when to go. And, you know, of course, we didn't want any Yeah, they were trying to get people to help, and we didn't want to, <laughs> yeah, liability, like legal liability if something went wrong. So it ended up being fine. And actually, I will share with you guys the video that my friend and I took and kind of spliced together uh, of this event so you can see what we're talking about because it was pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll try to remember to do that. And... Uh, so it seems like people are really interested in these adrenaline questions slash extreme sports questions, because our next one is from Dimitri. Do you like adrenaline? And if you like it, what do you do to get adrenaline? <laughs> so this is, well, we'll just have to try to take another angle. Maybe I should have saved my story for this one. But uh, for example, drive a car fast, bungee ju jump from a, you know, jumping off a bridge, parachute jumps uh, to get into a problem with police. Uh, I guess that's thrilling for some people. Off-roading, which is like, uh, I think he, he also, we were talking about, like that could be called jeeping, uh, taking your vehicle into, you know, different conditions and then other things. So I feel like we kind of already answered, answered that, but let's like think of a second uh, for our audience here. Let's think of a second thing that we would consider doing. So Stas, for you, it was uh, jumping out of... Uh, an airplane. What about bungee jumping? Do you know what that is? Mm -mm. I have no idea. Well, how about this? Why don't we? What is it? Why don't we transform this question real quick into a vocabulary exercise for different like extreme sports? Because that's kind of the purpose of this podcast. So bungee jumping uh, is where you have a like a bungee cord. It's like a kind of uh, elastic cord that people use when they, instead of like jumping out of a plane with a parachute, you like jump off of a bridge or some kind of uh, really steep area, like a, some kind of cliff. And, uh, and then you basically go down and then kind of like a rubber band, you kind of spring back up. Oh, I see. I found it. My friend experienced this kind of extreme sport in Dnipro city. Oh, wow. Uh, near my Yes, and he said that wow, it was cool. Sounds nice. So fun. Did he go off a bridge? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, he. How do you say it? He yeah. w went off or what? jumped off. Yeah, went he off. went off. He jumped off or went off uh, from a tower. No, not a tower, but like the thing, just not a bridge, but the other way, like the the bridge, but not the bridge. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like the side of a bridge, maybe? So there was a... No. Oh. Like a... Ta well, you maybe said a I, tower. I find the word. A yeah, but not, a, like not off the like side tower. of a cliff or... I mean, I guess there's some kind of like platforms for doing that usually that are separate from the bridge itself since... Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. tower. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Tower. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, oh, yeah, well, you, Iris, you remember when you did that at, like, the county fair one year? Oh, yeah, we were in California. Yeah, it was totally the same thing because it was a tower. Like, it was just like, no, we weren't, were we? Oh, yeah, we, were we at, was that when we were at Knott's Berry Farm? Wait, I thought it was. Was there another? Th I've gone on a lot of those types of, oh, not exactly. Yeah, I feel like you've done but... it. Yeah, some kind of, like, tower jump. Well, it's sort of like bungee jumping. It's just not, like, into nature it's like a 
designed thing. Exactly. But, yeah. I've done a number yeah. of those in the past, but you know, another thing too is, um, you know how we were talking about the adrenaline with vocab and maybe something else that you guys do over there. Stoss is, um, do you have like high rocks over the river that people jump off of or rope swings? Yeah. Like rope swinging into a river. Um, yeah, but from bridge, out of a yeah, bridge, right. not, not just high mountain. Sometimes yeah. a bridge. Like here, sometimes you'll see there's some random rope tied to a tree, too, that people right. use for that. Maybe, uh, um, like, people used to jump off a cliff, mm -hmm. but I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Anyway, guys, we're not recommending you do any of this stuff, and uh, be careful, because if the water's not deep enough, you're in trouble. Uh, what else? What else are some extreme sports people do that are fun to talk about? Oh, I heard uh, one guy from the United States. I watched I watched the video on YouTube that he did. Um, it's it called if I'm not mistaken, it, it's called uh, swinging or something between two cliffs. Oh, okay. He can. Just, I was thinking uh, of a different kind of swinging, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, and he's just uh, like uh, connected. Base jumping, clipped to... right? Something like that. Well, base jumping. Uh, no, base jumping not, is you're like in a squirrel, squirrel suit. suit. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I don't know that one, Sauce. Like he he was somewhere in California, and uh, he was clipped to a rope, and it's like a bungee oh, jumping. Oh no no no! I know what you you're swinging. Swinging or going down like a cable. Like, what's that called where you do the cable virus? Um, do you know what that's called where you, like, attach yourself to a cable and... Zip line, so zip line. So you go line. down, you go down. Zip lining is what that one's called, I think. A zip, yeah, a zip it. line is, so like, a long cord. This, like you... And then you, like, attach yourself to it and go down really fast. Yeah, but then you're, like, swinging. You're flying there. Might be something altogether. Yeah. But yeah. What I know is zip line, but maybe there's a new format. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I searched it. No, no, no. It's not zip lining. Do tell. Are you going to tell? Yeah, we can go well, on. You're not going to tell us what it is? No, no, no. Because <laughs> I can find it. Mm. Well, usually there's like parks where people do zip lining and sometimes they'll also have these like uh, just just kind of like things you swing between and like kind of walk across and you're attached by with a cable so you don't like fall off or whatever. But uh, yeah, that doesn't sound fun to me. I don't like heights very much. But, uh, you know, there's extreme skiing and snowboarding, I guess, where you go down like double black diamond slopes. You know, or jump or, an or do tricks. Yeah, tricks and jumps in, like, snow parks, or, like, what do you call it, like, the ski bowl, where they do, like, the the tricks on the skis right, the, and the snowboards. Um, the, the snow park, yeah. Snow park, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking of another one that I thought, oh, yeah, like, Stas, do you know anybody, you know, our friend Vlad, who you've met, uh, he likes to do the ice water stuff, like, swimming in freezing water. Have you ever done anything like that? Mm -mm. He told me that he like it. He likes it, but no, I never. I uh the 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 most freezing I'll do are some of these lakes that we get in that are like 
you know, coming out of the mountains are pretty cold. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, being super cold. But when we were at the hot springs, I did run into that shower that was like river water after, and that was kind of fun. Iris, you were telling me you like to do that, go in the hot springs and then get in that cold shower. Oh yeah, I love that because um, I've heard a lot of good information about doing hot cold treatments for your circulation and immune system. And so while, you know, maybe it's not the most comfortable thing ever, you could just I don't know if it's because I've read the information, but it does seem like it's doing something for your for your cardiovascular, cardiovascular. and immune health. It's uh, very stimulating. Yeah, you know what? When I was a kid, do you remember? I, I did that uh, when we were in Costa Rica. There was this really cold pool and then this hot tub, and I kept going back and forth, and I thought it was fun and exhilarating. And then when I got home, I had a fever, and I was too whole, cold and then too hot and then too cold. It was really weird. Oh, yeah, you do have to be careful with it. I think it can be stimulating and activated, and it also probably can throw you off kilter. Yeah. So Shireen asks, how, how do you think our appearance and our beauty depends on our nutrition or does it depend on our inner peace? So that's, I think, one directed at Iris. If you have some thoughts on appearance and how nutrition can affect your attractiveness and such. This is an amazing question. I, I haven't heard this one exactly phrased like this before, but I would say that, you know, nutrition, inner peace, uh, could be 50-50, but maybe 75-25 with, you know, nutrition being on the upper end. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we got to think about when we are, when we're intaking foods, it's going to have a direct impact on our external appearance because of the fact that our skin is our largest organ and our skin filters toxins our liver does of course too but so does our skin and so if we're eating poorly um and which could look different for various people maybe healthy to one person is poorly to another person but if we don't eat uh for our body's uh digestion and constitution and maybe evolution um we can be getting you know maybe acne or really greasy hair or skin we can get um, eczema, puffiness in our eyes, um, in our uh, throat, in our you know whole body. We can look puffy if we're maybe eating things that aren't digesting very well. Um, so certainly, it will it can show up in the skin, but it also can show up in other ways too. Kind of a a puffy look, or um, you know, like a lot of times when people are are um, asking about the color the discoloration underneath their eyes or the the bags they say bags under their eyes um, that's actually been linked to kidney issues or imbalances um, which can be maybe from too much adrenaline and stress and you know potentially eating things also that are not great for our constitution so certainly I think eating and drinking the right things are going to make us appear different on any given day. And that inner peace may be disrupted as well if we don't feel that great. So I think that's kind of where that comes in is they're very similar in how we're going to feel and how we're going to look to um, 
out in the world because if we don't feel great internally, we also may not look as uh, energetic and you know at peace in our body. So uh, great, great question. I, I do think there's a huge influence on our nutritional intake and how we appear and also the inner peace you know, maybe yeah. totally disrupted from not feeling great from, uh, well, yeah, from that. sorry. I was going to say too, like, uh, when you're stressed out, you're not eating well, or if you're in a situation that you have not a lot of control over, like some trauma or difficult situation, I would say, uh, you know, probably you're also not having a nutritious diet because, you know, like usually those situations are tied into your ability to, uh, you know, not just get food, but, you know, prepare food for yourself and stuff like that. If you're busy all the time or, you know, just just have a stressful job or, are, you know, in a life situation that's really difficult. Uh, you know, I feel like those two things are always really connected. So that's such a good point. Yeah. And what about you, Stas? How, what's your take on that? Mm, I think like um, back to college. Uh, I used to have, like, I used to eat lots of, uh, buns and, uh, bread and something like, yeah, yeah it's hard. And maybe from that point Ramen. I have breakouts and yeah, yeah. I have break, uh, how do you say breakouts? Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe. Um, yes. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cure it and, uh, I like, I work along with my dermatologist right yeah. can i say mm -hmm. it like i work with him yeah along and uh i taking pills and yeah so i can definitely say if you eat properly um it will help and it is good for your health like for your skin and actually yeah f about inner peace if you are not stressed if you don't care about <laughs> anything <laughs> your skin will be even perfect uh like more how do clear? you say more perfect or, or more, ra more or radiant is no, a no, nice no. word too glowing and radiant yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. radiant, radiant? Uh, yeah it means like well it means it's like a metaphor because it's like a word that describes like the sun's rays like radiation radiant uh, but you know people describe it when mm. somebody looks like good because yeah they'll say oh they're you know, glowing like shiny radiant. they'll say they're glowing yeah. or they're radiant like they're they're you know kind glowing, of orange radiant. oh that glow that summer sun and the it, almost like it's reflecting you know off of them that they're looking so yeah good. exactly mm -hmm. oh nice glowing and radiant yeah. yeah that's it so don't eat don't eat many like uh how do you say it and in general uh oh, buns, bake, bake bread. how do you say it like yeah well why yes, don't we just yes. say like eat much, it's good to eat like goods. nutrient dense food and uh like those kind of things are not very nutrient dense so they good don't point. give you a lot for what you're consuming uh all right well the next question is um from shireen again uh, do different preferences in food characterize our psychological condition? So I think this sounds like maybe she's kind of going into some funny superstition kind of stuff. But for example, if a person prefers salty food, it means that they are offended or something like that. So I think she's wondering if you have any beliefs about uh, eating different things, changing your uh, personality. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> well, that's an interesting question. Which would definitely question. be a question for Iris. Yeah, let's maybe <laughs> phrase that in a different way because it is a little bit hard to answer because we don't, I don't know how much we have on superstitions with eat the way we eat, but, you know, maybe a little bit of a spin on that question. Uh, I don't know if this, it's not answering the question, but you can let me know if I can answer it like this, is that a lot of times when we're craving certain things, it actually is a sign that we're deficient in another nutrient. I have a really cool chart that I can share with you guys that shows if you're craving salty or sweet or oily or um, there's a couple other on a couple other cravings. Um, chocolate is one of them. I think there's like five cravings. And then there's something in the middle that shows what you're missing, the element like carbon, nitrogen, uh, etc. And then it will say what you're lacking in and how you can get it. And so that's a little different, mm. but it is a really cool um, chart to show, you know, a lot of us are craving these different things. And that doesn't mean we need more of that. It means we're actually deficient in these essential nutrients. So just something that I'll attach. But I would like to answer that question. I just don't know about a lot of superstitions we have around flavors uh, and our psychological condition. Well, you mean like con consumption and how it affects your personality? Well, Stoss, do you know, like, I mean, are there any superstitions, like, that you're aware of that, uh, you know, have to do with eating certain foods and how they affect your personality? Not really. Well, uh, great. Thanks again for everyone's questions. They were awesome as usual. And, uh, you know, I expected we might get a few less this week since Iris was on last week as well. So, uh, I do have this article I'm going to share with everybody to follow along with while we're reading. That would be my suggestion. And uh, I think we're going to rotate reading paragraphs of this article. Uh, so I'm going to share it with you guys in the Discord here because I think I did not do this. And that might be useful for us here. But it, the article is called... Uh, take me to the lazy river. So I think that in lazy's in parentheses. And so I think that's a play on, there's a song, take me to the river. And this, uh, this journalist is using that as kind of a play for their, uh, their article here. So, um, I just linked it in the discord. Do you guys see it? Yeah. Yes, we do. Great. And actually, you know, this is kind of a random aside here, but, uh, you know, some podcasts have a dedicated Discord. So if you guys use Discord, let me know. I mean, a lot of you guys are my friend on Telegram, but, you know, if you post in the channel and are like, hey, I'd be interested in a Discord, uh, you know, it might be an interesting place for us to have a little community. But just a random thought. Um, all right. So this article is written by uh, Shannon Sims for The New York Times. And uh, the headline is, Take Me to the Lazy River, from the center of an inner tube drifting down the slow-moving Guadalupe in Texas, life looks good. Float enthusiasts take to the river on a recent weekend with some drinks, with some drinks tubes in tow. Uh, and they actually explain what a drinks tube is later on. Uh, hold on just a sec. So when Beyonce, a Texan, by the way, released her Renaissance album this summer, she surprised fans and critics by not delivering heavy social commentary on the problems facing the country. Instead, she offered a nonstop flow of retro dance beats, explaining the idea 
was to feel free and adventurous in a time where little else was moving, offering a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking. So that's the first paragraph. Iris, do you want to do the next one? Yes, I'd love to. Can you sign me in quick? Oh, yeah. Stoss, are you seeing the article? Oh, let me go. Let, yes, yeah. Yeah, why don't you read yeah, that I one? See and I'll get it. I can read it. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And you like control my uh, following following the this like the the text because maybe sometimes I will okay. make mistakes. If you can do this, okay. Floating down a slow flowing river feels a lot like that. And so in a hot Texas summer with weeks uh, of 108 or 109 degree temperatures and not a drop of rain, uh, there was really only one of one option. Rent an inner uh, tube and get into the water. Um, a back, how do you say this word? A baccalaureate? Sorry, word. Baccalaureate or baccalaureate. Bachelor, maybe bachelorette bachelorette yeah bachelorette bachelorette yeah bachelorette party picks up tubes from the rock and river rides they will get picked up at the other end and driven uh, back to the put-in ellie durst from the new york times oh yeah so a put-in uh, uh, I, was, I was gonna say a put-in is the place where you get in in your inner tube uh at the start of the river and then and then they travel to a certain point and then get taken back to the put-in i think at the end okay all right hang on just a sec here so what's what's next uh which which paragraph were you on sorry uh i was in the second paragraph but um there are three pictures so i read one caption to first uh, picture and now yeah, i'm yeah. going to read the second and third and you can go on like yeah sounds or I good go on to, to read <laughs> okay the second picture is at the end of a float a rock and river employee waits to pick up tubes mm-hmm. uh, and the third one straw cowboy hats are popular accessories on the river perfect all. all right all right iris your turn So it says, so I grabbed a friend and headed to the edge of Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Austin. It's the kind of area where water towers identify the sounds and where the asphalt ends just blocks from Main Street. The region is known for its rolling vistas, wineries, and antique stores. But perhaps its greatest attractions are the endless, shady, emerald green rivers to float down. The Guadalupe, the San Marcos, the Comal, the Medina. Each river offers a different vibe. Nice. Any vocabulary there, Stassi, you wanted to ask us about? Mm. Float down rivers to float down float down that's uh, what the inner tube yeah it's a phrasal verb so fra- it's a f- float down is like a phrasal verb to describe uh when you're in an inner tube or other uh flotation thing that just kind of goes on its own down the river like you don't have to paddle it or anything like that oh nice 
The San Marcos, which runs through the campus of Texas State University, can tend, can tend spring breaky with packs of young people tying their tubes together and delegating one tube to hold a massive cooler. The Comal is more family-oriented thanks to its proximity to the Schlitterbahn water park. For our adventure, we picked the Guadalupe, a versatile river that appeals to young and old and has few rapid spots and lends itself to a fantastic, authentic Texas evening post-float. Your turn. Post float is the end of a. Yeah, it's kind of a. Right? Yeah, this is kind of like, to me, this is kind of like a journalistic word that they kind of put together themselves. But you can do that with a hyphen. Post float. I've not heard that before, but I know, I know what it means, so it's fine to do that kind of stuff. Uh, ready for the next one? Yeah, is that my turn? Yeah. Mm -hmm. After renting a tube from an outfit called uh, Rockin' Our River Rides in New... Braunfels? Something? I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm not familiar Brown with their towns. Braunfels. Yeah. In New Braunfels, we found ourselves on a Friday afternoon in the presence of occasional groups of friends and families passing by, and just as many Gua Guadalupe? Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Spiny or spinny? Spiny. Spiny means like it's soft shell turtles. Spiny means like they have little sharp uh, points on their shells. Mm, okay. Spiny soft shell turtles, one of about 25 turtle species, species. native to the state. Species. Species. Native to the state. Good. Species. Nice. <laughs> native to the state. The water was refreshing and clear. Bald. Something. Cypress trees. Cypress trees. Mm -hmm. Cypress trees. Line the banks. Uh, their canopy. Something canopy. Canopy creating shaded bumper lanes along the sides of the route. Yeah. So without looking too hard. So I was gonna explain mm -hmm. this a little bit. So a cypress tree is like a kind of a like you can see them in the pictures. They're trees that kind of like live in the water, sort of. And then the canopy is like the, the tree's uh, upper part. The canopy of a tree is like it's uh, spread. Like, and you know how like animals will climb around on the top of the trees? They, they talk about that as being the canopy of the trees. Mm -hmm. Okay, like where branches exactly. are. Where branches are. And also, and, uh, green, right? Yeah, and also it's like the just the mass of uh, branches and that connect together and stuff. Like it's just like a place for animals to travel off the ground. All right. Mm. Uh, without, looking. without looking too hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Without looking too hard, we spotted white-tailed deer behind the trees, bright red cardinals flitting about, and even a gray fox skulking by. Flitting is like making your wings flap, and cardinals are a red bird, and skulking is like uh, sneaking kind of maliciously. Go ahead. Oh, nice. So foxes skulking, right? Skulking. Yeah. Like sneaking skulking. around, trying to skulking. hunt for things. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
just five minutes into our float and we were completely absorbed by nature that sounds really cool all right do you want to read the captions uh okay in addition to float in the river people will spend the day sitting in bay in beach and chairs beach chairs in, oh my god no 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 yeah beach chairs in in it to stay cool Mm -hmm. uh, many people bring along a tube for their cooler. Uh, the rules now prohibit br bringing disposable containers and glasses on the floor. Yeah, they don't want people to Given, uh, to like litter in the river, throw their stuff out of the cooler. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, the last given the summer's lack of rain. A float can be a slow and lazy day. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll do the next two paragraphs because they're kind of short. Okay. We caught sight of these creatures because we didn't have much to do besides look around. The float was a very lazy one. With more rainfall, it would take two hours, maybe even less. But this year, after months without a drop of rain, the route is taking more like three and a half, in our case, four hours because of the low levels of water. Many Texans skipped the float this summer, fearing the dreaded, sobering scenario of having to stand up in the sizzling sun and drag your heavy tube over rocky, dry patches. We never needed to do that, though we did occasionally engage in some awkward kicking and arm flapping in order to get a bit of momentum. Sometimes it felt more like we were in a pleasant but currentless pool than in a flowing river. Hmm. That's kind of what a lazy river is, by the way. It's like a river that flows really slowly and uh, so you don't have to you know, worry about getting jostled around by rapids, which are when the water gets kind of foamy and goes over rocks and steep parts. All right, there's you, Miles. At first, the sense of stagnation agitated me. Without realizing it, I had started the float with a goal-oriented mindset. My mission was to reach the end. But after about an hour, the heat of the summer made, the clear, made clear the futility of my efforts at propulsion. I was working when I should be relaxing. With no screens to stare at or to-do lists to fret about, I was left with nothing to do but power down my brain and cruise and listen to the distant guitar riff of ZZ Top's LaGrange playing somewhere downriver. Is that my yeah. turn? Yeah. Right? <clears throat> As we slowly drifted downstream, we passed, uh, we passed groups of locals gathered along the sunbars uh, under tents, offering us beers. A man with American flags uh, embroidered, embroidered Okay, embroidered on his blue swim trunks, asked uh, if we'd take a photo of his group. I haven't seen these guys, these guys, in years, but we figured the best place to have a high school reunion was out here on the river, right? He said as they posed around a Yeti cooler prop. Pro, pro, it's another phrasal pro, pro, pro. verb, propped up. Propped up. And what it means? Like, set on the side of like it's like like not face down it's propped up like if you prop up a book it's like facing it's, upwards it, yeah it's like 
not laying down. It's yeah. the opposite of laying down, propped mm-hmm. up. Oh, okay, propped up in its own tube. The river was lined with mansions and deep front lawns down to the banks, and families sat in their yards in beach chairs and baby pools and waved to the floating crowd, some even giving us a friendly refreshing sprays from spray from a hose while their speakers played Robert Earl Keane, the Texas troubadour. Nice. Do you want to read the, the captions? Okay, great. Then there's a bunch of uh, people floating around in their tubes all linked together, and it said, Groups of friends connect their tubes and gear tube using bungee cords. And they're... Yeah, they make little like communities of... Uh of inner tubes yeah community uh, which you guys can hopefully follow along and see these cool pictures but yeah and the gear yeah, they all are kind of connected and gear is like all their you know oh a little t-shirt and some coolers and drinks and all that is in its own inner tube and then the next one says a double tube so the tube is linked together uh that's how they bought it a double tube comes with a built-in gear compartment and then that gear is their stuff, basically. And then the another one says... Yeah, that's like a little pocket in the inner tube for their equipment. Equipment. And then the other one is a picture of a keg, which is that thing that you pump beer out of. And it says a keg gets its own flotation <laughs> device. The rules prohibit beer bottles. So you can't use the disposable cans or glass. So they have a big keg and a, and a metal... Um, container and they're pumping their uh, beer out into their cups in there <laughs> nice that cool is cool idea. yeah it sounds kind of awesome <laughs> whose turn is it i forget it's uh you miles your occasionally the navigable navigable part of the river narrowed sending us down rapids that made it impossible not to squeal like a child as we spun and bounced our tubes through the chute, arms in the air. Wait, why aren't we out here doing this every weekend, my friend? A recent transplant from Chicago kept asking as she relished her first Texas float. Uh, Stoss? Stoss? Uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, four hours in, uh, and we'd made friends with all kinds of people, from a group of high school girls to a grizzled Santa Claus-like figure lying down in the rocks in the shallows as if in a chase lounge. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what that phrase, uh, I don't know what a chase lounge is. It's one it's of those French. chairs that is uh, laid back, that you can go all uh, the way back and you, you see them at the beach or at a pool. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't know what those were called, apparently. Oh, a sh- chaise long. Maybe that's like a yeah, exactly like a seat, a seat that you can yeah. lay down in. It's it's uh it. It's like it, a beach seat. Yeah, beach seat that you can go all the way lounging, mm-hmm. or laying down. I think we have we have this word in mm. our oh, cool. in our language, mm. that like the same maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we would uh something about the um, Guadalupe. I got again. Guadalupe, uh, spurred, a sense camaraderie. Com- what? 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 Why so difficult? Yeah, it's, I, I was trapping you. Camaraderie. It's like friendship. 
and companionship. Camaraderie? Mm-hmm. Camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Of camaraderie and... Uh, what? Neighborliness. Neighborliness. No, neighborliness. It's kind of the Neighbor- same thing. Neighborliness. Yeah. Neighborliness. It's like being a good neighbor to As each other. As different... Neighborliness. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, okay. Neighborliness. As these different strokes of people all found themselves in the same slow-moving flow, unworried about the time. With the sun lowering in the sky, we spotted the sign telling us we'd reached the pull-out. That's where you get out and go home. A young rock and roll. Yeah, put, ooh, hang on. Put in and pull out. So the put in is where you get in the river and the pull out is where you end your journey. Exactly. A young rock and R employee helped us out and shuttled us back to the starting point and our parked car in a van. For most flow operators like Rock and R, a ride back to your car is included in the rental price, making it especially attractive to go with an outfitter rather than with your own tube. The whole flow is only about a mile and a half, but you don't wanna fret about the logistics. For that reason, and the distinct possibility of inviting alcohol on the river, some companies offer packages that include round-trip door-to-door shuttle service service from New Braunfels, San Antonio, or Austin. After a quick wash-up at the hotel, we pulled on our boots and headed into the historical district of Gruena, sorry anyone who lives in Texas, for a strut about town. After some shopping for everything from Christmas ornaments to turkey feather adorned cowboy hats, we settled into a table under the trees at the Grist Mill restaurant to eat fried chicken. And I'll read the captions. Uh, Post float, an evening in Gruena, Gruena's down, downtown, offers food, shopping, and music. And then uh, the Gristmill River Restaurant and Bar sits under the trees and offers specialties like chicken fried steak. And you see a bunch of people sitting in a restaurant, big windows, looks pr- pretty. And then favorites at the Gristmill include, from left, chicken Caesar salad, ribs, onion rings, and chicken fried steak with yellow and green squash. Nice, looks yummy. <laughs> yummy, yes. Making you hungry right that before is bed is bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will. I will go eating. You'll survive with anyway. Yeah. Uh, then is the sun set through the cypress branches, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Cypress. You got it. Okay, we saunter. I know which words you're gonna have trouble okay, with. Sa- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know it too. <laughs> uh, we sauntered next door to some. Gruina. Let's just say Gruina. Uh, I, I mean, that's my best guess. Gruina. Gruina. Gruina Hall. Yeah, I don't know. A whitewashed building recalling a small town church, which declares itself the oldest continuously operating dance hall in Texas. It's got an outlaw vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> about it, thanks to both its notori- Nori- notoriety. Uh, it's like it being notoriety. It's like fame but bad. 
Like notorious means you're Notori- like a criminal. No- notorious, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Notoriety for staying open throughout pro- prohibition. Pro- so in the United States in the 1920s, uh, it was illegal to drink alcohol, and that was called the Prohibition Period. So they're saying that this place has an outlaw vibe about it because it stayed open through the Prohibition and illegally offered alcohol to people. Hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, open throughout prohibi- Prohibition mm-hmm. at the cast of uh, characters that have graced its stage over the generation. Uh, Let me jump in here. I'll say the names. It's okay. Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson. Those are some pretty famous country musicians, by the way. Towns Van Zandt and Jeffrey Jeff... Jeffrey Jeff. (laughs) Jerry Jeff Walker, to name a few. Thank you, Miles. No no problem. Is that you, Iris? Yep. On this night, the Wilder Blue and John... Bowman performed a blend of classics and originals that recalled Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, or the Doobie Brothers. Under the spell of their perfectly tuned consonants, accentuated by banjo, it's kind of like... Um, uh, not harmony, but just the way everything comes together in the music. But anyways, um, accentuated mm. by banjo, dobro, and accordion, we were transported to another time and another way of living where appreciation for the music is shown with yips and yahoos, boot stomps on the floor, or a wave of a Stetson hat. You want to read the next one? Sure. When the darkest, short. when the darkest shade of blue finally faded from the sky behind the Greer, the Greer, water tower. <laughs> oh boy, I felt myself. We should have looked that up. We should have looked that up, but I bet it's Gruen water tower. I yeah. felt myself still floating peacefully, still just drifting through the day. Nice. Well, I'm going to talk about this next section. So this type of article is, is, I found this in the travel section. So I think it's like kind of trying to sell you sort of on this, taking this trip. So they give you recommendations for what you should do when you're there. Uh, For example, if you go tube rentals, we rented our tubes $25 each from Rockin' R River Rides in New Braunfels. Each river had its own rules that visitors should know or risk getting fined. In the case of the Guadalupe, the new Braunfels has instituted a can ban outlawing disposable containers and beer cans, plastic baggies, styrofoam, and glass on the river. Where to stay? The Gruen Gruen River Inn. Queen rooms with a balcony start at $190 a night without breakfast. On weekends, prices are higher and there might be a two-night minimum. Airbnb rentals within striking distance of Gruen start at around $200 a night for a one-bedroom. Uh... Do you want to read where to eat, Stas? Okay. Where to eat? Uh, green Coffee House. Mm-hmm. Uh, the go-to espresso stop in Green features uh, roastery and interesting blends like blueberry or Texas pecan. Bacon. Pecan. It's drip. a type of nut. Pecan. Pecan. Mm-hmm. Pecan drip coffee. Yeah. Use bakery and deli. Yui. Uh, Yui. Yeah. 
Yui's Bakery in Delhi. Taste the region's German and Czech. 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 Czech heritage uh, via authentic, uh, made from scratch pastries. Pastries. Like a made from scratch pastry is a pastry that you're making like all the ingredients are you know by by themselves and you're putting the whole thing together without any shortcuts pastries mm -hmm. like uh pudding? pudding pudding pretzel like pudding pudding pretzel that's interesting <laughs> pudding pretzel um Oh my Peach gosh. streusel? Do you know that one, Iris? I don't know streusel. Streusel, yeah, that's a particular type of dessert with the um, kind of a. It's like um, you know how you have a little bit of a sugary, maybe sugary cinnamon, uh, flour, buttery topping. That's a streusel. Mm, sweet okay. topping, sweet streusel. topping. Yeah. As you can see, totally Iris, Iris and I don't even know all these words. There's some <laughs> I don't know, and there's some she doesn't know. So that's the challenge with reading uh, journalism. I know this word from from our language, but it it's it's pronounced oh, okay, that's different. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense because it's like Czech uh, stuff. So you probably have some influence mm -hmm. from that culture. So close. Yeah. yeah. So how do you say it? Strusel. Strusel. How do you say strusel. it? Strusel. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, we, there's also strudel, uh, which is something else. And we have strudel. That's what I thought this strusel word was. But anyway, keep going. Oh, maybe the different different word. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe. I don't know, really. I, I'm just going to guess. It. <laughs> or sausage, cheese, and jalapeno col clo something. Klobosniks. Snacks. You, that sounds like you have it in your language if I just had to look at that word. Klobosniks. Jalapeno is a very popular type of pepper that is very spicy. Hmm. All right. All right. Do you want to um, read the last one for this? Yeah, okay. Gristmill, Gristmill River Restaurant and Bar, housed in the ruins of a 19th century cotton. Oh, yeah. cotton gin. gin, yeah. It's like a cotton machine. Cotton gin. All right. The restaurant features treetop views, chicken fried steak, and margaritas. Margaritas. A margarita margaritas. is a drink with tequila, lime juice, sugar, and salt. Right? Yep. Cool. Dinner for two without drinks, around 40 bucks. Nice. And Aris, do you want to read the last little part here? Sure, I'll read these last two. Where to drink and dance. Gruen Hall, the region's country music mecca since 1878, has hosted Garth Brooks, George Strait, and many more acts, and features side panels that fold down and turn the hall into a big screened-in porch with a sprawling outside yard. Cover charge varies. That's like the charge that you need to pay to get in to see the music. Then you've got good... Yeah, cover charge is like you pay at the door in addition to buying food and stuff because there's music. Exactly. And then Goodwin's Speakeasy, located down the block from Gruen Hall in a beer garden-like space called the Gruen Grove. This underground hideaway serves strong whiskey, 
and tequila cocktails in a cozy few rooms. Nice. That's it? That's it. Yeah. Well, that was fun to read. And uh, so I guess uh, everyone's going to be really disappointed if our next episode isn't us doing this journey. So let's all book a trip to Texas. (laughs) Yeah, we got to And we got to figure out how to pronounce Mm -hmm. that town that we keep butchering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that was great. Uh, Thanks, Iris, again. Thanks, Stoss. Thanks, audience. Thank you, guys. All right. Everyone have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.